0: i'm jenny from wisconsin
1: i'm jill from michigan
0: welcome back to our podcast
1: creepy soup where we discuss all things creepy
0: paranormal true crime spiritual with
1: a side of bullshit Welcome back to Creepy Soup.
0: So, Jill, did you do anything fun this weekend?
1: I had my brother over for his birthday. Um, I didn't actually have to cook because my brother requested barbecue for his birthday, and my husband mans the grill. So, nice. I just had to. I just had to make the cake, but hey. we had we had amazing weather great um it was sunny 80 degrees and now we're in the fucking 30s
0: oh well don't send that shit over here I don't want it mm,
1: I'll try not to but gifts are meant to be shared <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And you're welcome and how was your weekend
0: Uh, I had a very busy weekend, actually, Um, so in case anybody remembers, I went and saw Chip Coffee this past weekend. Um, It was interesting getting there because naturally my Google Maps does not take me directly where I need to go. Uh, It it is a well-known thing among my friends that Google and I, we have a hate-hate relationship I hate the directions and it gives me, and it hates to give me the correct directions. Um, So we finally uh, found the place and managed to get there in time for our dinner, uh, which was delicious. And then the show had started where he, you know, comes out, introduces himself, and he has. An immediate disclaimer of there may be some colorful words of flying um and that he would sent out little spies into the group or into the um crowd to make sure that there were no little ones so that they could be sent home <laughs> which i thought was rather funny um and so yeah he he went into his history a little bit as far as like the, the shows that he's been on how long he's been a medium things like that um, and kind of how his mediumship works. Um, and so that was a interesting listening to um, at the same time a lot of the things that he had talked about in regards to that I had already known through my own research and experiences. Um, and then he had opened up the floor to questions, basically. Um, and from that aspect, I actually learned that most people don't do research before, <laughs> before they go see these people. Um, because if the people had done any kind of research, they would have answered their own questions within their research because it was simple, basic questions of, hey, I had this dream. Was it a visitation or was it just a dream? you know, or, um, Hey, I I think I'm a medium, you know, kind of questions. And it's like, you know, I I don't mean to interrupt
1: you, but I think sometimes with that, people already know they just need confirmation because we all know we all second guess ourselves. So like when you say that, that to me, that's kind of what I get from that is they already know they just, you know, wanted a professional to weigh in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like I know my car is blue, but what shade of blue does it look to you? You know what I mean? So just something <laughs> like that.
0: Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was interesting. Um, and then there were a, a few other questions that were just like. Um, okay, this has no relevance to any of tonight's happenings. Why are you asking this kind of thing? Um, and so that was that was interesting. Um, and then he had gotten into the mediumship portion of the evening, which his way of doing that was kind of interesting. Um, he didn't open himself up to like the room basically how some people do mostly because of it being such a large group of people which yeah, that would the, be theater, well yeah the theater admitted that they had oversold and they overdid it because we were packed in like sardines mm, um yeah, yeah. yeah it was great yeah Sitting at tables with strangers, and meanwhile, all you have to do is like shift and you touch your neighbor. Um, that was fantastic. Thank God I've already had it. Um, in fact, all but one of us in the house has. Um, but it, it was still a great show, it was still a good experience. Um and so when he had gone into that portion. Um, what he did was that if you wanted a reading, you could either do a psychic reading or a, a psychic reading or a mediumship reading. Everybody went for mediumship. I was gonna go for psychic. <laughs> but I did not get called on. And that's fine. Um, and so what he would do is he would have the people who wanted a reading raise their hand. And then his guides would direct him to the person who needed it most. Okay. And he actually stayed on stage. He had several people working the crowd who had microphones so that he could direct people to the person. And so that was (laughs) interesting. Um, He he had the poor people running all over the place. But one thing I didn't realize through all my watchings of, you know, him on his various shows, you know, the psychic kids, kindred, yeah, kindred spirits, I was saying that wrong for a second, um, and things like that, you don't get to see how funny he is. And he is hilarious. Um, And it was actually nice to see realized that we had funny people in the crowd as well because (laughs) at, at one point um he was talking to two women and somehow they were connected or like they were the spirits were piggybacking on each other um and so in his eye he was seeing like lines of people for these um two women and he's like, by chance, do the both of you have a lot of people on the other side, a lot of people who have passed and they're both shaking their head going, mm, no, no, don't think so. Nope. And he's like, well, obviously you do because they're here. <laughs> and the one's like, well, I guess I'm just popular.
1: <laughs> See, that would I would have to make a smart ass answer. I, right. I, I'm not, I'm not me unless I'm being a smart ass. Um, which it's kind of funny, like when I'm like today, it's a fairly serious topic that I'm talking about. So it's going to be weird. You, you never hear me serious. Like, Oh God, Well, no. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you do like when I'm venting, but
0: um, that's, that's you different never,
1: though. That's venting. <laughs> you never hear me serious. It's always a smart ass remark out of me. Um, you know, even in our interview that we did last week with Jason, like when he was mm-hmm. like, "Who came up with the name?" Of course, it was you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just not me. So my answer to somebody would have to would. I mean, it's just genetics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have that in my genetics. I have a lot of people pleasing in my genetics. You know, I have
1: people pleasing, but I also have if I don't get the sarcasm out, I'm going to blow up. Ah. And my sarcasm is fueled by coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I have all kinds of it in backup.
0: Nice, nice. She carries the thermos with a backup to when she goes to work. <laughs>
1: Yeah, can't there, go there's with
0: a cup of backup to work she's got to go with the whole thermos of backup yeah a whole so thermos of backup i i mean <laughs> and um
1: I don't know if I've ever we've ever talked about my job but um my work bestie um just got the job across from me so
0: oh yeah
1: we she wasn't at work yesterday, but she was on Monday. She was there, and we oh my God, the whole day just laughing. It was great. It was wonderful. Um, so I might have to step it up to two thermoses now.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, someone needs to but warn I'm- your supervisor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, he was warned. He was, oh, he was walking by uh, Monday and I'm like, you notice you haven't heard anything negative out of me today. He was like, yeah, I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. See, and yeah, for look- me, I have days where I just kind of go all kinds of loopy, goofy. Um, and I work at a casino and I have a radio that I talk on. I have an exceptionally strict supervisor that sits behind me and I enjoy the ever living hell out of annoying the shit out of her, (laughs) but she takes it in stride. She does take it really good when it's coming from me. Um, Most other people, she doesn't take it as well because there are people who are out on the gaming floor that I talk to on the radio. And we're supposed to keep it professional at all times. Yes. If you know me, I am not professional at all times. (laughs) Might have a little bit, but... um, And in fact, I kind of love days when she's not there because then I have another supervisor and he kind of gives me a little bit of free reign. And so then I get to use my goofy voices um sometimes make snide comments back to the people on the floor and things like that and amazingly none of us have been written up in the past year so I'm gonna knock on wood for that one
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's yeah at work the supervisors and excuse me team leaders have radios and I mean we work in a shop we build trucks so like Our level of professional is probably a little different than your level of professional.
0: Um, Well, when I first started the position, they told me that the dress code was business casual and I laughed at them. Um, I was thinking, okay, we'll we'll see how this goes. Um, And when I first started the position, like I wasn't making a lot of money. Um, I could barely afford to buy myself a couple of meals during the week. Um, And the majority of my clothes are Black. At that time, they were not just majority Black. They were like all Black. And nearly everything had a skull or haunted something on it. Um, I was banned from wearing my clothes to work. (laughs) I was apparently creeping out everybody in the office. So, yeah. That was was fun.
1: See, and I'm so glad we don't have a dress code. I mean, once in a while, I, okay, shirts, me and shirts. I have enough shirts where I can do theme weeks. And I did one week where every one of my shirts said, fuck. And, you know, them are the week, you got to maneuver well, because, you know, uh, most group leaders will laugh at it, but, you know, you might get one that'll be like, hey, eh, can you cover that up with tape? So I'll cover like the C. <laughs> I'll like put a little piece of tape over the C. Um, so th- thankfully we don't, but it's funny because I, you know, over the course of the last year, I've gotten shirts that, you know, kind of show a little more of my witchy side, um, like the one I'm wearing right now. Um, the moon child one, this is um, the ink is crystal infused. And I love this shirt. Um, and
0: it, it's funny, actually, that you're wearing a moon child shirt that is black and white. Okay. So yours is black, white moon child. Mine is black white and red and it has the different zodiac nice <laughs>
1: um you know I've got my um joggers that are ouija board pants which I wear, wear I'll want i be wearing those today because it's cold um I've yeah I couldn't wear other-
0: those to work though they would be like yeah, yeah I- no you need to go home and change
1: I mean, there's a team leader there that'll crack jokes about raising the dead kind of thing.
0: Um,
1: (laughs) You know, I've got my village witch shirt and there has been someone that like will walk up to me and ask me about, you know, like witchcraft basically. Mm -hmm. And he he was like, you know, I love you, right? (laughs) (laughs) See, and
0: for me, my new thing is I've got people asking me, about um, basically their kind of personal issues that they're having within work with people um, and the things that they can do to minimize that or in regards to their energy field and how they can either alter it or amplify it and things like that. And in fact, I think it was every day for two weeks, like last month, I had a different person asking me a different question every day.
1: Yeah. I, I've, I've got a couple that kind of knows about my jars and my bags and stuff. And, and, and I do get asked about things like that. Um, so yeah, it is kind of interesting and, you know, stuff like that, you have to know who you're talking to, like a know your audience type thing. Yeah, Cause if you say the wrong thing, about like, oh, I make protection jars. Oh, I'm taking you to labor. I don't like that. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of know who you're talking to things about, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like was, was brought up in the interview with Jason, where he was like, you know, do you ever come across anybody that is like, okay, crazy. And I haven't yet, but again, I don't run around saying stuff to everybody.
0: Right, and I'm in the same way. like i don't I don't talk to people like openly, like I don't initiate that conversation. Right. However, my attire, <laughs> because i I have gotten them to bend a little bit, they won't break, but they have bent on allowing me to wear more colorful, shall we say uh, attire um and so people know you know what I'm into the things that I'm about and so people come to me with that conversation and right. I have no problem with that you know and the people who have they, they've learned I I'm very open and very honest I will tell you my thoughts and my opinions and not only that, but I will listen to theirs as well. And if they're seeking advice and and guidance, then you know I will do my best to find them the information that they're looking for. Um, in fact, I have loaned out materials as far as chakra work and things like that to employees um, to help them on their journeys. Um, I, I've given a set of oracle cards to another. Um, co-worker who is learning tarot Um, and so I had given her a couple materials as well and was like hey I think you'd really enjoy this have fun you know and she was giddy as shit when I gave her that Um, and ironically the card that she was learning for the deck that she had correlated with a gift I had given her and she was like yep it, it was meant She's, I was like, yeah, I guess it was. I was like, there you go. <laughs> so
1: yeah, st- stuff like that is it's, you know, I love being able to like, like my jars group. I love mm-hmm. being able to share things that I know research that I've done on crystals and herbs and, and different things like that. I, I, and it, it kind of stinks to be in an environment where you can't just word vomit that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would love to be in a place where, you know, I can just randomly go, do you know the excellent metaphysical uses for cinnamon? (laughs) (laughs) But no,
0: Yeah, I mean, it would, would be
1: nice. Um, I, I did want to bring up as far as like our Facebook group mm-hmm. um, that we have made it so people can find it. It's not public. So if you're in there, it's a nice private group. So it's not going to show up on your Facebook feed. If you have people on your friends list that, you know, don't agree with every aspect of that. Um, and there are questions now that you have to answer in order to be accepted into the group. I don't I I only remember one of the questions.
0: You're doing better than me. I don't remember I'm, any. I'm the one that did the questions. I'm the one I that did to you them. at the time.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, the so we, we were I... literally
0: talking about them. As she was doing them, she remembers one, I remember none. Oh, we are a wonderful pair. Um, On the upside though, because of the questions, we don't have those weird people in the group or um, those ones that spam the feed with, hey, buy this product, buy this product, hey, check this out. Um, And in fact, there was a request on Sunday and I was actually going to go see my husband and I saw the request, I saw the name, I saw where the person was, and I say person loosely, um, was from. And I was like, oh, this is sketchy. And I was driving, so I wasn't able to look at the person's page or anything like that. So I sent Jill a message. I was like, hey, we have a request in there. Can you dig into this a little further? Because I think it's sketchy AF um and you know i'll trust your judgment and i'll talk to you when i get out
1: <laughs> yep and my thing was um there was no questions answered so that was like my justification to um deny them access to the group um and i'll leave it at that like <laughs> They didn't answer the question so I was able to nope right out of that yeah so just know there are questions that you have to ask um if you do try to join I, w- I want to say it's it's like I know one of the questions is what do we what do we serve in creepy soup and that the answer for that is a side of bullshit um and the other two are like, uh, basically, like, are you going to cause trouble, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, are you willing to so. adhere to the rules of the group? Um. Yeah, something like that. I'd have to go back and look. So would I. But there are there are three questions that have to be answered in order to gain access to the group. Um,
0: and if you don't answer least- them, you are very likely to be denied.
1: Um, and we do have three amazing moderators, um, Dan, Sherry, and Tracy.
0: Absolutely um, love you guys. Thank you so much for helping us with everything. Yes. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.
1: Um,
0: and I was going to say something else. Um, but yes. She's not enough coffee yet. She can't remember.
1: Yeah, definitely not enough coffee. Um. So we do have the three moderators that do help us, and they know that if someone doesn't answer the questions, deny. So if you are trying to get into the group, please answer the questions
0: um, as best as you can. Anyways. Yes,
1: as best as you can. I mean, it's not a test. Um,
0: if you can't remember that it's with a side of bullshit, that's fine. Just throw some goofy random answer in there, and if you make it right. laugh, you might be in.
1: yeah um you know and that reminds me I used to have um real quick and then I'll get into my info for this week um I used to have an answering machine and it actually had where you could set up for do you know where I'm going with this I think so (laughs) okay so like I had my own voicemail account on this answering machine. Okay, this is a long time ago when people had landlines, okay? Um, my husband had one and then I had one for my kids. So like grandparents could call and leave them messages. So I am a lifelong smart ass. This is not a new thing. And my outgoing message was, hi, you have reached Jill, leave me a message and I'll get back with you. Leave me a dirty message and I'll get back to you faster. I was going to school at the time. I was going to um, Davenport University for accounting. And I had missed class on a particular day. And my accounting instructor had called me and left a message. And he was like, just take your time getting back with me. (laughs) so that reminded me of that sorry see side of bullshit
0: well I have a funny story with that as well if you'll allow me um it's super quick I have two older brothers one exceptionally funny um and his voicemail message um probably shortly after we got cell phones um was where he would go hello hello yeah are you there that motherfucker got me with that more times than I can count. Like, dude, change your freaking voicemail.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've so, had that yeah. one a couple times too. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Sorry. So I'm going to jump into this. Um, my topic this week was like positive versus ne- negative thinking and how it affects your mindset. Um, my source, I'm going to list that right now so I don't forget later. Um, was an article called Simplify Your Life by Elevating Your Mindset by Mindset, sorry, by Asia Nicole Edmond. And I did say it was an article. It was an article. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start. Um, we all have something that we're positive about um, paydays, days off from work, children's giggles, coffee, uh, coffee, gas, yes, the list goes on. But if you ever notice, we always seem to have a tendency to point out only the negative in ourselves. Oh, yeah. um, some examples that I have personally heard, and I will let everyone know, my husband is the one that kind of made me want to do this particular article. And he knows this, this is not like I let him know, hey, you, you this is for you. Um, so stuff I hear, and not all these are from him um i'm a dumbass. i'm fat i'm stupid i'm terrible um it could be that you really believe those things that you say about yourself or maybe it's meant to keep you on track um but do you realize the damage you're doing when you speak negatively about yourself um a personal example when i'm dealing with a certain person every and okay it's it's my husband Um, everything that comes out of his mouth is negative. It could be about himself. It could be about a situation he's being told about. Um, even if it's good news, his first response is almost always something negative. Um, for me personally, it's very tiring. Uh, listening to someone that is constantly negative, it it pisses me off. It, It gets me angry. Um, and that's mainly for me anyway, Um, Hearing someone you love, care about, constantly talk down about themselves is upsetting for me Um, and mentally exhausting. And Jenny, did you know that saying something on the lines of, I'm a failure, is in a way like casting a spell? If you say it enough, it becomes like a manifestation.
0: Makes sense. Because when you're trying to manifest something, you continue to say it over and over. And you're putting feeling into that. And if you're down on yourself, you have a feeling about that. And so it makes sense that it is a manifestation in a negative.
1: Yes. And that's
0: not good. No, it's not.
1: Um, In her article, Asia Nicole Edmund states that she can't ignore the profound outcomes that she's witnessed in her life and the lives of her clients as a result of elevated thinking. She goes on to say, without fail, elevated thinking yields positive results and seems particularly useful when imparting awareness, clarity, and focus. And those three things are what she deems as the trifecta of simple living. So awareness, clarity and focus
0: and how would we basically bring awareness to someone who is doing that when it's not us like I I understand how we can bring awareness to ourselves how can we bring awareness to others
1: um for me I'm constantly telling my husband I'm stop it stop the negative talk like last night he made the comment it's funny it's in here I'm a dumbass Mm-hmm. Nope. And he's like, sorry, I'm sorry. Like, so he, like, i told him, I'm going to, I'm just going to yell at you now. Like, if I hear you say something negative about yourself, I'm going to yell. And maybe that's wrong, not yell, but I will point out when he's doing it. Okay. And so, you know, so it's making him aware mm-hmm. that I'm aware that he's doing it. So Anytime I hear it, I do point out, hey, I don't want to hear that. Like, can you rephrase that a different way? I like Um, that. So basically, Asia is conveying that she has seen firsthand the outcomes um, that positive thinking can do for a person. I believe she's also a life coach. That
0: would make sense. Mm -hmm.
1: Which, you know, the outcome for her clients and herself. Also, in the article, she has this to say about negative thinking: uh, research, show, research shows that negative thinking releases stress-producing hormones that can have that can be destructive to our brain's normal functioning, having a significant and lasting effect on your physical and emotional well-being.
0: Stress will do that.
1: Yes. So here are some steps you can take with a little bit of description with them. Um, There was a lot more in this article. Um, And this is something that I would like to maybe in in a future episode revisit. Mm -hmm. And... um, and actually, okay. Actually, right now, Jenny and I, um, are and other people too. It's just uh, the time frame. Her, and I, Jenny, and I are the only ones in this. It's like a class slash seminar type thing of um this exact thing. So it was kind of yes. funny that I did this, and then our class had started yesterday, or seminar, or. I call it a class. I, I call it a class. as a class as well. Because I'm learning. And you know, some of the stuff that was touched on yesterday I was is actually in here. So it it kind of so I'm kind of hoping maybe after we do that, um maybe I can, you know, I don't want to use her work, but maybe see how we can discuss it without giving her stuff away.
0: If, okay. I like that idea. Perhaps we could even get her on to discuss. That
1: this. would be, that would be awesome. Awesomeness. It would. Okay. So step one to maximize positive thinking is monitor your thoughts. Take inventory of your thoughts and it will help you understand how you tend to frame situation, situations. Framing is one way the brain finds patterns in chaos and everyone that knows me, my mind is nothing but chaos. It's chaos, if it wasn't for the gutter, it would be homeless, so my brain is chaos. Um, Psychology today asks, do you have a propensity for pessimistic or optimistic framing? Are you a glass half full or half empty type person? To answer this, schedule a few minutes throughout the day um, for the next week to stop and unpack what you are thinking right then and there. Journal this. By the end of the week, you will have a comprehensive log of feedback that will help you determine whether your thoughts lean to the positive or is it more on the negative side.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that because in research that I have done, um, it sounds, very much or exactly like what is referred to as shadow work when people are going through spiritual awakenings um yes, and that's uh, actually in
1: my handwritten notes so
0: yay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah in fact with that um it's basically that you're taking stock of your thoughts and your emotions and attempting to find that root cause for that that you are trying to hide from the world um, and it is referred to as your shadow. And they mentioned journaling and all of that. And so, yeah, that's very interesting to learn that it's so very similar um, and how different aspects of awakening can also just be a part of normal everyday life without going through that spiritual aspect.
1: Definitely, absolutely, definitely. So, step two is measure your mood. Consider how specific thoughts are linked to certain emotions. According to the book *Thinking Fast and Slow*, written by Daniel, whatever his name is, <laughs> a Nobel and the, the next line I should probably know this, a Nobel Prize-winning author. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are two system systems of thought: intuitive thinking, which is fast and automatic, based on Bias is governed by subconsciously, subconscious. I, I have a hard time with that word.
0: Subconsciously. By,
1: yeah, shut up. <laughs> by the emotions, an example would be having a gut reaction to an event mm-hmm. or rational thinking, which is slow and deliberate evaluations and logical conclusions managed, where's our heart today? By our conscious mind, conscious mind. Um. Usually, we use intuitive thinking to judge, decide, and act, depending on the subconscious is quicker, I may have forgot a word there, and almost automatic to the brain. So, it's going to be your first gut reaction um, to any
0: situation. Your instinct. Um, So, similar to like the pick a card, one, two, or three, which one are you drawn to most? And most people will be like, oh, I choose two. And then be like, "I eh, know, I don't know. Three looks really good too. You're supposed to yeah. go with that first one and go with two because that was the first one that popped out of your mind. Right. It's a
1: little bit different with this though.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: because sometimes your first thought, again, like with my husband, his first reaction is always negative. Ah. That's his intuitive thought process. Okay. So, um, so this I think is a little bit different than like picking a card um, because, you know, the
0: negative isn't
1: always the way to go. Can um, I just I
0: automatically second guess myself, no matter what my initial thought was, whether it's positive, negative, I'm picking a number, color, whatever. As soon as I pick right. it, I automatically second guess it.
1: Right. And it's funny because like when like dealing in referencing things I do, like with my my JARS page, when you and I decided to start the podcast, my husband was 100% positive on board, you go, you do your thing and you put that little recording sign on the door and I'll shut the fuck up. You know, like so when it comes to me, he's like 100% got my back. And so that, that's another reason why when he's so negative about himself, it bothers me. Because mm-hmm. you, that same energy you're giving me, give a little to yourself. Yeah. And I'm trying to teach him to do that. And it's really hard teaching an old dog new tricks. So it, it's hard. But I do, I I am starting to see. Like, if I just look at, like, last night, he said he was a dumbass. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry.
0: You know, so like he learned rather quickly then.
1: Right. So he's like catching on that if I'm around, I'm going to, yeah. So now I'm just like making a quick noise and giving him the look, and he knows, like, oops, I fucked up.
0: You're calling him on his bullshit. Yep.
1: Um, Though it is is more efficient, intuitive thinking is not without biases that may cloud our judgment. That could be because we are remembering past experiences and it provokes emotion, although those memories may not be useful or even relevant for our current situation. You can measure your intuition, subsequently exerting more mastery over your mood by doing the following. Have a list of emotions readily, readily available so you are about to articulate your feelings, reading through your thought journal and considering how certain thoughts and the way you frame them make you feel, being more in tune with your subconscious mind so you can detect and manage thoughts and emotions that bubble up automatically.
0: Ironically, that goes in line with the ego um, in the spiritual awakening. As far as learning to set your ego aside and go with just your intuition.
1: Yes. And that that to me, well, for a lot of people is the hardest is to set mm-hmm. aside their ego and do and trust. Like right. You know, everyone always says trust is earned. Well, that
0: includes your own trust. Exactly. Like, and not only that, but we can we can have our trust in ourselves and others beat down or beat out of us by yep. life experiences. Yep,
1: absolutely, um, absolutely. very and, interesting. Yeah, and that, that is hard for me. Yeah, you know, and I'll get into the, the side of bullshit real quick. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I was at work the one day and like my neck was bothering me. I know you and I have talked about it because we giggled about yep. the last part. Um, <laughs> Like, I felt it, and then the job I have is, is a partner job. You're working together to put the same part on the truck. And, like, my neck was bothering me, and then, like, I'm turned around, and I, like, picture my coworker in my head. So I'm like, you know what? Ask him. So I'm like, hey, does your neck hurt? He was like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, because mine hurts. And then I said, I have another question. You're going think I'm crazy. He was like, well, that ship has sailed, but go ahead. Um, I said, "Do you like bologna?" And he was like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I I'm smelling bologna. Like someone opened up a package of bologna." He was like, "Well, I just bought some."
0: So that's my question. Is pretty on
1: point. So he he, but like before I asked I'm like, "Do I do I like?" And I have heard, you know, you don't just walk up to people and ask them like the medium ship type questions. Yeah. So it like, that was hard for me to do, but I'm like, you know what? I, I feel the need. I got to ask them. And it was like a, a couple weeks prior to that. He was like in a fender bender and he was like, yeah, my neck's been hurting and he hadn't said anything. He hadn't let anything on, but I could feel it. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of my lovely, lovely gifts is I can feel things like that. And, um, I smelling is a thing. So, yeah, I smell things, which I I believe we did talk about in the first episode.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So it's interesting
0: that you bring this up because over the course of the last few days, I have been smelling some very odd things. Um, I very much hang out in my, my space, which is my room. Um, It's set up almost like a small apartment or an efficiency apartment, if you will. Um, And that's where I spend the majority of my time because I have a lot of um, (laughs) negativity and things um, around me. And so I I try to just stay in my bubble. Um, I have specific smells within my room that I know are smells for my room. And last night I was laying in bed and I swear to God, I smelled grape soda or grape Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why am I smelling grape? And I knew that it wasn't anything from me or from my son who was in bed with me. Because um, we had freaking Taco John's. We went for Taco Tuesday. Because, you know, mm-hmm. we got to talk shit and eat tacos. Um, mm-hmm. And so neither one of us had had anything Grape. Um, and so it was interesting, and I just kind of took a mental note of it. Um, and it had happened prior, um, like a couple of days prior. And it was a different smell. And it was one where I smelled it and I was like, Hmm, okay, that is not a smell for my room. What is that? And I just kind of sit up take knowledge of acknowledgement of it, try to recognize the smell um, for what it is. And Move on from there because I can't make the full connection yet.
1: Okay. And ironically, when I was pregnant with my youngest, who's going to be 24 in less than a month, um, I craved the smell of musk. Like I we had incense and I was constantly burning musk incense. My husband wore a musk cologne and he would spray things when he went to work. So I could like I had to have the smell of musk. Weird, I know. And the other thing I craved. Was grape bubble gum.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I crave normal things like pickles and apple juice. <laughs> yeah, I have had a lot of children. I've had seven children. So that's a lot of pregnancies. That's a lot of pickles.
1: That's a lot of pickles. Okay. So, okay, step, what's the next step? Step three is map mood to habit. Now it's time to fixate on the emotions that tend to be more prominent than others. Determine how they influence your actions, habits, and behaviors for better or for worse. This is important because your emotional state directly impacts your health. Harvard Health researchers had this to say, in a 2007 study, bad year, Um, that followed more than 6,000 men and women aged 25 to 74. Now, that's a big age gap. That's almost 10 years.
0: That is a huge age gap.
1: Yeah, for 20 years. For example, it was found that emotional vitality appears to reduce the risk of coronary heart disease.
0: Oh.
1: So basically... When you're constantly talking down to yourself, you know, like I said, in one of the earlier parts of this, it's kind of like manifesting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I will say my husband has a lot of issues and I'm not saying everything is like directly geared towards his negative thinking, but like right now he is in physical therapy. Like at this particular moment, he is in physical therapy because he's having issues like with the back and the walking and we got something coming up on June 4th that he has got to be ready for. Yes, he does. Um, Which hopefully we can talk about that um, soon. Um, But again, I'm not saying that 100% of his pain issues and things like that are directly because of his negative thinking but i mean
0: it's likely it plays a part
1: like it, it very well could it could play a part in some of the shit he's going through because mm-hmm. you know so that i mean there was more for step three but there was a lot a lot a lot, a lot for step three and that's what I'm saying. I I do that one want more time? <laughs> um, no <laughs> no. Um, I do want to revisit this topic. Like I said, sometime like in the next few weeks after we have went through our class, and I want to take this article. And there was another book that um i i started but it was an audiobook and i couldn't stand okay i'm just i'm just gonna say it i do not like english accents i do not like british english accents it's very hard to listen to them
0: i'll agree i'll agree um, n- no i will i
1: will say the exception to that rule is Tom Ellis playing Lucifer.
0: Hands down. Hands down.
1: <laughs> yes. Like I would let him read me the He, he me can, the he can tell
0: me anything he wants. I don't care. <laughs>
1: Hell, yes. I it. Hell yes. Hell yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so step four is make changes accordingly. Once you're able to isolate the thoughts and emotions that make you feel the worst, and that lead to poor decisions and behaviors. You'll be more motivated to make necessary changes. There, oh crap, that's the wrong word. Oh jeez. Um oops. I'm losing this is what word. this is what I get for typing without glasses. Like
0: oh, that explains a lot.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna skip that word there. Are methods you could use to experiment with better thinking. <laughs> But one that seems the most promising is called third-person self-talk. Basically, when you are having your inner monologue, instead of saying, I use your first name, it's supposed to increase one's ability to control their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So instead of, I guess, instead of saying
0: like, uh, okay, well, I should do this. You're right. We're, Say what would the other flip side be
1: it would be Jill should do this. Okay. Like instead of me saying I really need to get this room cleaned and get rid of some of this chaos, Jill needs to clean this room and get rid of this chaos.
0: Basically, yeah, yeah.
1: is what that is. So step five is take inspired action if your mind is cluttered and cynical your life can mirror that which makes sense because if your mind is cluttered who gives a shit what what else around you is cluttered mm-hmm. um so yeah and you know a little personal side note um is like when I, when I do a good meditation and my mind is clear I want to get up and start cleaning my house <laughs> So that's, okay, so it is important to train your brain with elevated thoughts, particularly if you want to live simply and with intention. To accomplish accomplish this, you need to do more than say affirmations occasionally. It's not going to change in the wink of the eye. You must build a repertoire of tactics that build mental discipline and enable you to build good habits. Now, I did a lot of paraphrasing, but here's an example I gave to the person in my life who was very negative about some medical testing he needed done. Don't say, I have to have these tests done. Instead, say, I get to have these tests done and find out what is causing my issues. If you look at something on the positive side, you may even find yourself excited to get things done. Saying you have to do something gives it an automatic negative tone. So instead of saying, I have to go to work today, you could say, I get to go to work today. It basically tricks your mind into thinking it's a good thing. And let's face it, having a job is good, especially if you need to pay your bills.
0: Very true, very true. And I actually had given someone some similar advice um, not too long ago as far as you know, um, they're getting a new job and They're making more money, but at the same time, inflation with everything because of COVID, um, they're only able to, you know, do certain things. And I was like, well, how about instead of thinking, well, I only get to pay this, or I only get to pay this. You can say, oh, well, I get to do this for my family. Um, And one of my pieces of advice to help to break out of the negative mindset was, in essence, music therapy. Where you pick a song that makes you feel so freaking happy that you can't sit still. It makes you dance in your seat and belt it out as loud as you can and listen to it multiple times in a row, you know, three, five, 10, 20. Listen to it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, same song over and over, because that is your happy song. You listen to it for as long as you need to to set the tone to raise your your energy and change your mental thinking. Yes. I said that a um,
1: <laughs> And you know, music for me is, I don't know. It's always been one of those things that I, like when I'm depressed, I listen to music. When I'm happy, I listen to music. When something really is weighing on my mind, I listen to music. Music is definitely therapy for me. It's. It always puts me. Well, I'm not gonna say it. it. Usually puts me in a better mood, or you know because. You, I don't know. Um, like I can think while I'm listening to music, and versus if I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast, I can think while I'm listening to music because I can. And then that will usually help me think of what it is I need to think of um, instead of dwelling all day on what's got me down. I'm dwelling on it, but I'm coming up with a solution and music helps. I don't know if I'm phrasing this right or if I just sound like a crazy bitch, but I, music is huge for me.
0: It used to be bigger for me than it is now. Um, and I think a lot of that goes with I'm so limited. If I'm in my car, you're going to know it's me before I get there <laughs> um, within my house. No, I only get to hear it within my head. I, I can't go past a certain volume. I can't play certain types of music. Um, and and things like that and so yeah it it has definitely changed for me
1: yeah that's where the headset comes in really handy for me um because I like to listen to music while I clean
0: I I have probably five different headsets I have the aftershock which is the bone conducting allowing the ear canal to be open so I can hear the external noise I have a headband for when I sleep I have earbuds for noise cancellation (laughs) I have earmuffs. um yeah I've I've got a little bit of everything for what I need it for
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so do you have any recommendations this week um Well, I was going to recommend a book. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the specific name or the specific author, but I know that book is out there and I may have it for the next one. So for this one, I am going to recommend that if you are having this issue as far as negative thinking within yourself or dealing with someone who is consistently verbalizing negative thoughts in your environment, search out someone who can help you learn more about that. Um, A couple of people that I recommend would be Mel Robbins. She has a high five your life challenge, which I find absolutely amazing. And that's where you give yourself a high five every day in the mirror every morning. Um, And it talks about the actual physical act of doing that, creating a dopamine rush. And so yeah, I think she is very informative and positive and has various techniques for various things throughout life.
1: Awesome. I, I will have to look her up. Um sounds very interesting. I've shared her um, in our group. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll have to look at see. Unfortunately, on the days I work, I don't have a whole lot of time to Facebook. Um, which is why last week for the giveaway for my JARS page, I didn't do my shit, but I'm on it this week. I'm on it. Um, I, I'm fact,
0: very much a pop in, pop out person at this point. I used to be way more active than I am now. Um, and not so long ago, I was like, nope, I need to cut these ties. I need to focus more on myself and create my own positive space and be able to change my mindset because I was so negative um, and so yeah I, I decreased Facebook time decreased you know the people in my life um, and decreased complications within my life for that
1: yeah I no, I still like Facebook um, but I'm not on it a whole lot and If I see, like, a lot of negative things in a row, um, then I got to take a break. And there have been times I have deactivated my page for, like, a week to give myself that time away. Um, It's been a while, but.
0: um, See, and I don't typically scroll. I, I go for my notifications. I go for the people I know I know. <laughs> um, and that's about it. And yeah, now, I, like, I go for the people I know, my notifications, and the creepy suit page. That's about yeah.
1: it. See, me, I, obviously, notifications, the memories. But I know you, you had to redo your page, so you don't have any of those yet.
0: <laughs> I got yeah. some. I got some a little bit. Um, ironically, though, my Google. Account is connected to my Facebook and things like that. So I actually do get some memories, but they might not necessarily be on my Facebook. So I, I do get like the right. 5 year and five-year notifications from Google saying, hey, this is what happened way back when. Right. So I do still get those. I just don't post about them.
1: Yeah, I do. Um, notifications, memories, creepy soup, magic jars and things, which I don't know if I said is now... You can now search it and find it. I need to add questions to that though, Um, just because with it being open and now I've talked about it on here, um, anyone that joins, I wanna make sure they're in the place they're supposed to be. Um, But on that note, so next week, Jenny and I are going to collab. Um, We have not picked it out yet, which one, but we do. We might have an idea, maybe, maybe. Maybe, um, maybe. We're going. Maybe, maybe. We're going to do um, true crime with a paranormal aspect. Um, I will discuss the true crime portion of it, and Jenny I'm going to discuss
0: the paranormal aspect of it.
1: Yes, so we're going to do a group effort, or I you know what I mean.
0: Um, it's a collab. It's a true collab.
1: And so, Yes. Um, so we're going to be doing that next week. And on that note, we are going to get the hell off of here and go.
0: And she froze. So I have no idea what happened. Did I freeze? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you were I- like mid word and all of a sudden, eh, and then. Poof. Uh.
1: Well, if I made it this far with freezing, guess who's not doing any editing this week?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You Um, know what? If, If we manage to make it through the entire episode with only freezing within the last two minutes, I'm good with that.
1: Same. So on that note, we will talk to you guys soon. Creep you later.
0: Bye.
1: Until next time. Creep you later. Bye.